0: So thanks so much for joining me today. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you that you're here. We thank you that you want us to know that you're teaching us, that you're actually getting us ready for your return. If we're listening, help us to have ears to hear what you're saying to us today. We love you and praise you. We give you all the glory. God is so good. He's so in love with us, and he's still talking to me about his return, of course, He's coming and he said, we're not ready. We're not expecting him. And uh, I was talking to him or thinking about and he kind of came in on my thinking. Someone I was texting with and every time I called them back, they said, oh, I can't talk now. Oh, I'll get back to you. And I feel like Jesus was saying, people say that to him all the time. He calls, he knocks at their door. He knocks at the heart of your door. At the door of your heart and busy now, I'll call you back. I'll get back to you later, Jesus. Um, getting up with the intention of sitting with him. And, and and then we get distracted doing other things. And we're saying, oh, I'll call you right back, Jesus. Just a minute, Jesus. Hearing that little tug on your heart. But so busy, just like Jesus said that Satan won't just keep us too busy. Um, either busy or offended or something. Because he's trying to steal Jesus from us. He's trying to steal God from us so that we won't have eternal life. So what God is saying is that we're we're in this um, we're in this mode of, I forget what he called it now, status quo. Our status quo is we're busy, we're not ready. We're not listening. And his is, it's time to get ready. I'm coming. And you know, I also heard him say that it's going to be, Pretty soon, ready or not, here I come. Enough warning. And we already talked about that. But, you know, he's warning us over and over. And we keep saying we're busy. I'll call you later. I'll do it later. And then all of a sudden it's going to be too late because he's going to be here. And he doesn't want it to be like that. And so he's wanting to get your attention now. He wants to have your attention right now so that he can show you what you need to do. You know, the the Word of God says that. The kingdom of God is taken by force, Matthew eleven twelve, From the days of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault, and it is taken by force. It is taken by force. The kingdom of God is sought with most ardent zeal, intense, excuse me, intense exertion. And so it's not that, you know, like so many people think, which is why, oh, I'll call you later, Jesus. We'll do it later. It's not important. I know I'm going to heaven. I'm all set. And really, you're not. We're not. Um, If you get on your knees, if you take that time, if you answer that phone call, Jesus is going to start preparing you for heaven. He's going to start preparing you and showing you things in your life that you need to shift so that you can fit in to the place you're gonna move in. And if we don't fit in, if if we're outside of his principles, we're just not gonna fit in. He keeps telling me to tell this, but it's so true. On that day, you know, when you stand before him, is it gonna be like, well, you didn't have time for me, you didn't agree with me, you really wanted nothing to do with me, you were too busy, And so there's really, why would you want to move in with someone you can't even answer the phone? You can't even call them back and you don't agree with them. You know, some things, um, people who call themselves Christians, they don't agree with Jesus. They don't agree with the Word of God. And maybe you're thinking, well, I agree. Well, then why aren't you doing it? You know, I'm to call you out right now because rather be called out now than when it's too late. Jesus is coming And um, I'm not making any kind of prediction or anything, but, you know, just like Paul said, you, you have that intense feeling, you know, you know things in the spirit. And even though we don't know the day or the hour, we do know that the time is close. And if you read the word of God, you can find that out as well. But so many people keep putting it off thinking, Oh, it's not happening yet, he's not coming yet. Everybody's been saying that forever and ever. One of these times it's gonna be right here, right now, suddenly and it'll be like a thief in the night if you're not ready. And the thing is, you can get ready ahead of time. You know, if you're gonna get dressed and go, Wait, you can get ready a half hour early, hour early, two hours early and just be ready and or you can get ready at the last minute and maybe be late and (laughs) we don't want to be late the the five virgins they were late they were they were too late they weren't ready when he got here the trumpet sounded and they had a quick go do what they had to do before jesus um closed the door and they didn't make it you can't get ready at the last minute and so he's giving us time now he's giving us time now to get ready and he said have ears to hear And we can have ears to hear if we're not answering the phone, if you're not answering the text message, if you're not answering that tug on your heart. He has something important to tell you. He doesn't. If you keep putting off sitting with him, you're not going to know what it is. And if you sat with him and you knew what it was, then, you know, that wisdom, that revelation knowledge that you didn't have otherwise would set you free. I would show you the way. You know, the enemy, he is out to kill, steal, and destroy, and he uses time. Time is the most important thing to people. And even now, being locked up, our time is still too valuable to sit with Jesus, right? Unless you really realize he's coming and, and you are on your knees and, and you are figuring things out. And you know, one of the things that um, I know that he wants me to mention is so many times we're not answering that nudge because we we think we're good. We think when he shows up, good, we're going to go. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. But not knowing that um, we got to fight. The kingdom of God is taken by force, and it's not just sitting around or laying around on a hammock and waiting for him to call, to, to come, or call, yeah, to come and get you. It's not like that at all, because when Jesus left, he said there is a great thing for us to do. And, you know, he said, it's finished. It is finished. And, you know, and another way to look at that, he was finished. He did his part. And now we got a part. We got that greater work to do. And um, Paul said he finished the race. He fought the good fight of faith. But we're not fighting for faith. We're not fighting for each other. We're not fighting for the lost. We're just selfish. And yeah, I'm getting in your face, but he gets in my face, so I got to get in your face. We're selfish. And we're thinking of ourselves all the time. How can we be thinking of ourselves when he's coming and hell? Is the result of many lives. You know, I was telling you yesterday that I asked God to help me to care more about other people. So, yeah, I'm included in this message, of course. And he, he, I started feeling his feelings and to the point where I was crying and even moaning and I didn't know what was going on. And he said, I've given you a heart for the lost. And I would just like to encourage you to pray that prayer because. His heart is broken for us that have that relationship with him, but we never have enough time and he can't get through to us. Did you ever try to get a hold of somebody and you just couldn't get a hold of them? A couple months ago, he kept singing that song to me. I just got to get a message to you. Hold on. Stop. Stop where you are. I got to get a message to you. Let me talk to you. Don't run away yet. Because I'm coming, and there's things you need to know. There's things that you need to do. And we are disciples. If you have made Jesus the Lord of your life, you're a disciple. Your life is not your own. Jesus is your example. Yeah, he overcame, and he expects you to overcome. If you don't overcome, did you know your, book is, your name is blotted out of the book of life? And so the thing is, the reason it's a fight, and the reason you have to overcome is because Satan... Is going to get in your face when you go to do that work. He's going to try to fight you. He's going to try to stop you. Jesus said that. He said, as soon as you hear the word of God, he's going to take it, and he's going to keep taking it and te- keep taking it until you grow up and get on another path and get smart and stop letting him take it. And he'll always go back to first base and try to get you again. I was um, liking what I was reading here in Matthew thirteen wanted to share it with you. One more page over, I guess. Matthew 13. It says, you know, Jesus did tell a parable, and um, the disciples wanted to know why that they were, that he, why he was telling a parable. And he said it was because I speak to them in parables because having the power of seeing, they don't see. Having the power of hearing, they don't hear and grasp and understand. And usually you, you hear it said, having ears to hear, they don't hear. And this makes us pretty clear we have the power to see, we have the power to hear, and we have the power to understand. If you ask Jesus, to come live on the inside, if you're born of the Spirit and you gave in to Him, you surrendered to Him, you have that power. But so often we say the prayer, we get started, and we get distracted because the enemy is a distractor. And we get distracted, and we're all of a sudden not doing the thing that we promised we would do. You know, when you surrender to Jesus, that means that you're going to do his work, right? If you believe in him, then you're going to act that out. You're going to live that life. When you say that prayer, your life changes. It's not about you anymore. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Just care about what he cares about. And when you care about what he cares about, then you care about your neighbor because he cares about your neighbor. He wants everyone saved. It's not his will that one should perish. And he's sad that we won't get off the hammock and do our part, that we think that we can just lay back. How rude. How rude is that, I was thinking this morning, that Jesus would lay down his life, that he would do all he did, and then he left and he said, If you believe you're going to do what I was doing, pick up where I left off because now I'm going to the Father. If we're just laying around enjoying our life and, you know, um, just taking care of ourselves and our family. And who cares about that person over there? You know, that's not my problem. The Bible says it is our problem. And you know what? You would already know all this if you sat at his feet, if you answered that text message, if you didn't say later, I'm too busy. And then when you went to church on Sunday, which we're not even doing now, but hopefully you're doing it at home, and every day. Every day is a church day, right? Every day we should sit before Jesus. But, you know, when we get distracted in other things instead of actually hearing what he has to say to you. And this is a really awesome time. He's using it. He didn't cause it, but he's using it. He's using this time. You can get alone with him. And you can hear what the Spirit is saying to you. You can have ears to hear. You can see and you can understand. And if you can't, then as we talked about yesterday, Jesus said you have to be born again in order to see in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is within you. And so when you're born again, the Spirit comes and lives on the inside of you. Jesus said he'll tell you things to come, He'll remind you of the things he said, he'll be your counselor, your standby, anything you need. He's going to be there for you. He's going to be there. And so when you do that, when you commit to him, when you're ready to surrender, that is really when you're born again. If you're just religious, you're not going to hear Jesus and you're not going to submit to him. You're going to say, well, I don't think that's right. I don't agree with that. I know the Bible says it, but I don't think Jesus means it for me. I don't want to do that. I'm my own God, you might as well say. And when you stand before Jesus on that day, you're going to say, well, I thought, and that's the problem, right? You thought. You thought it was okay. You thought you were good. When we surrender to Jesus, it isn't what we think anymore because what we think is like this and what He thinks is huge. His way is higher than our way. He wants more for you than you can ask or think. You know, when your kids, um, well, actually, uh, I'm thinking about when someone bought me something and I was just thinking that, you know, I'm just going to get this little thing. And the person was like, no, get the most expensive one. And so I did. And that's how God thinks. And I actually knew that God was using the person at the time, too. And he was speaking through her. And yeah, he wants more for you than you can ask or think. So living your little life by yourself, for yourself, is not only selfish, but it brings evil. It brings evil. But when you live his way, when you live in love, and you give of yourself, you're created to give like him. You're going to have happiness, peace, joy, and contentment. It feels good to do the right thing. It feels good to forgive and not hold a grudge and love anyway. It's not about you. And if you let Jesus clean you up, if you go and answer that text message, if you answer that phone call, he's going to clean you up and give you that joy that you need, his joy in you. He said, I'm telling you all this so that my joy can be complete in you. And so what he's saying today is change your status quo. Get out of that place that you're in and start getting ready because he is coming and he wants you to be ready. It's not as well that any should perish. And read the word of God and find out where you're at. You know, he speaks through his word. He is his word. So if if you feel like you can't hear him, when you submit to him, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me, and I'll show myself to you. And so, yeah, you got to make the first steps. you got to get back. And, you know, if he's already nudging you, then answer that call. But if you ignored him for a really long time and you just can't seem to hear him or, or feel him anymore, and get on your knees and repent and tell him that you'll do whatever he tells you to do. And he'll take you up on it. just remember <clears throat> just a couple days ago, He asked me to do something, and my flesh was fighting me. And after like three times, um, I just started feeling really bad. And I said, just give me one more chance, because I kind of felt like he was walking away. Like, give me one more chance, and boom, right then and there, I got that chance. He's so good. He's so waiting on us to answer him. Answer that call. If you never asked Jesus, come live on the inside of you. Revelation 3.20 says that he is already knocking at the door of your heart. And if you will heed his voice, he's going to come in. Then you're going to be born of the Spirit, and then you're going to see in the Spirit. And you're going to just long for him. You're going to long to be right with him because it feels good. Just like if you eat healthy food, it feels good. When you get your weight down, you're not carrying extra stuff around, it feels good right? When your clothes fit, it feels good. It feels good to do the right thing. It feels good to hang out with Jesus and, and to have that safe and secure feeling like we talked about yesterday. You want to have that. You want to know for sure that you're going to be with him when you leave here. Don't be prideful. Don't be deceived. The enemy so easily deceives us. He likes, to, likes you to pet yourself and say, it's okay. God is hard on us. He corrects us because he wants to keep us on that straight and narrow so that we make it. So that we make it. So we can live with him forever. And so, yeah, um, the, Jesus, when he was here, he told the Holy, He told the disciples he was going to go and they were grieving and he said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans, but the Father is going to send the Spirit. My Spirit is going to live on the inside of you. And You'll never, ever be alone. And so that's what's going to happen when we say this prayer, if you mean it. And then you have to heed his voice, because he's going to do more for you than you can ask or think. Ephesians 3.20, Ephesians 2.10 says, when we're recreating Christ Jesus, when we're born anew, he He recreates us and puts us on that path that leads to the good life. So as you give your life away, his principle is "Given will be given unto you pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And so when you give your life away, then you're going to get it back, a hundredfold return. Jesus said, no one gives up houses, mother, sister, brother, or anything for the sake of the gospel and does not get a hundredfold return in this lifetime. So here the Lord prompted me a little more to talk a little more about before we say that prayer. Um, The kingdom of God is taken by force. It's a fight. It's that precious pearl. So verse 15 it says, He who has ears to hear, let him be listening, and let him consider and perceive and comprehend. And to what do I liken this generation? It's like little children sitting in the market marketplace calling to their playmates. We piped a wedding song and you did not dance. We wailed dregs playing funeral and you did not mourn and beat your breasts and weep out loud. What is Jesus saying to us? He's saying, he's doing all this stuff for your attention and you're not paying attention. He's calling out to you. He's calling out to you and me. And he's saying the kingdom of God is taken by force. you got to fight and instead of fighting we're laying in a hammock not doing anything. I guess he just wants me to, to just reinforce this, to reiterate the fact that He is frustrated, actually said that to me a couple of weeks ago. He's frustrated and he's saying, obey me. He's calling us to do his work, to bring in the harvest, to prepare for his return. And he's really, I really feel like he's just being stern about it right now. He's being stern about it. And I actually feel like I got a word from him right now. And what are you saying, Lord? What are you saying, Lord? Lord. Like he's saying I am frustrated, and I need my people who are called by my name to humble themselves and pray and seek my face and find out what you need to do in this time. Find out your part. You committed to me, and I'm asking you to go for me and be my children. Be the Christian that you say that you are. Be my follower and do my work. Wow. Okay, so thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for that. You're so good to us. Thank you for teaching us and warning us and giving us that word. Thank you. Let's take heed to him now and just do what he's telling us to do. He's calling us to do that greater work. And even when you say that prayer right now, he's still calling you to grow up quickly to follow him because the time is near for his return, and he has something for you to do. We're all gifted and talented. We we all have a talent to do for him. Don't bury your talent. Okay, so he is knocking at the door of your heart right now. He's knocking at the door of all of our hearts. If you're still talking to me, to tell us that he is waiting for us. We're not waiting on him. If we were already right with him, he'd already be here, but we're not. He's knocking and knocking and knocking, and pretty soon it's going to be too late. Thank you, Jesus. So Lord, we just thank you and praise you that you're teaching us right now, that you're calling us out, that you're giving us that word, and we just love you for it. We love you for it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for correcting us. You correct those that you love. We love you and we praise you. You're so good to us. So I just feel I'm telling me as well that this is a heartfelt prayer that you're about to pray. If you're going to ask Jesus come and live on the inside of you, it's a commitment. And he expects you to go for him. And he's the one who does the work in you. And so when you ask him to come live on the inside of you, it's not a ticket. It's not a label that you can just say you're a Christian. But it's a commitment to do his work. He said, if you love me, you'll obey me. And he's asking us to, if we believe in him, if we say we believe right now, we ask him on the inside of us. He's asking us to do the things he did and even greater things. And one of those greater things, the most important important thing, is to love. His commandment is to love. No matter how you're treated, you are to love. And love never fails. It doesn't. And he's going to love you the same, whether you mess up or not. You know, when Jesus gave his life for us, it was so because we couldn't get it. And so now we can live sin free. When you ask him to come and live on the inside of you, you can live sin free because he's going to help you. Him in you. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He laid down his life for you so that you don't have to die, so that you don't have to sin. He lives on the inside of you. So let's say that prayer now, Jesus. We thank you and praise you for coming to live on the inside of us and make us like you. Recreate us in your your likeness and make us like you. We thank you that you're going to live on the inside of us, and you're always going to be there for us. And we'll never, ever be alone. We commit to you to do your work. We commit to you to care about what you care about. We commit to you. We thank you and praise you. I thank you for the person that is praying this for the first time. I thank you and praise you that you would just make yourself known to them that they could actually feel you. And I already know they're going to see life through your eyes now. They're going to see the truth. Being born in the Spirit where we couldn't see what we could see before. Help us, Lord. Help us to get it right. Help us to stop sitting around and... Um, waiting for you and there's work to be doing, to be done. And we thank you and praise you that you would give us all a heart for those lost souls. Help us to go and bring in the harvest. Help us, Lord, to do what we can't do without you. Give us confidence. Give us boldness. Give us a knowing for sure. Give us a knowing, Lord. Help us not to be able to doubt in the least. And yes, we take authority over you, Satan. You are bound in our lives. We re- We just refuse to listen to you or do your way. We refuse to be distracted. We refuse to be offended. But we're just going to love. We're his disciple, not yours. Thank you, Jesus. We love you and praise you. Thank you for that authority that you gave us over the enemy. Thank you that we have authority over him, not him, us. And we're going to go for you. We're going to take your kingdom by force. Wow. Love you, praise you, in your name. Amen. That was cool. That was so cool, God is so good. He's so in love with us, and we got to take the kingdom of God by force. And we got to listen to Him and answer those text messages. Put everybody else off. Don't answer them. Put your phone away and just answer Jesus. He doesn't even need a phone to call you. So good, He's so in love with you. If you said that prayer for the first time. Read the Word binge on it, turn off Netflix, binge on it, hear the word, faith comes by hearing the word. You're going to get to know Jesus, start in the New Testament, get caught up, read the book of Revelation, ask for understanding, because now you can see. You can see. And Sometimes we still get stuck a little bit, but he'll show you. So thanks so much for listening today and God bless you.